Hey, 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 it's your boy Luan here with another episode of Get Biz, Do Biz, and Get Paid. Today I have Nam. What's it? Ding or Ding? Ding, Ding. Nam Ding from Canada. Uh, we call them uh, Northern Mexican here in the United States. <laughs> uh, but uh, <clears throat> Nam got a cool story. He's a remodeler up in Canada from vietnam to sleeping on the couch to old owning a multi-million dollar business uh glad to have you on man uh let's uh let's have uh, let's have uh, let's have some fun today yeah for sure man i appreciate you having me on the podcast um um i know you're a coach now so i'm always looking forward to learning from from you and everybody on the team um yeah so uh my name is Nam. I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I run a bathroom and kitchen remodeling company. Uh, so we've been going on for about five years now. And uh, yeah, we just uh, really try to niche down to bathroom and get really good at it. And we've been able to scale from really like from nothing. And uh, now we're, we're running about a $2 million business here in uh, Canada. So... <clears throat> Walk me through. So, how 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 you end up in Canada, man? Uh, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about that. How how did so, you end up in Canada? So, I'm, I'm an immigrant. Um, my parents came here. So, I came to Canada was about when I was about ten years old. My parents um really moved. So, my sister was here first. Um, she was a student, so she got married to a person to my brother-in-law here in Canada about probably like 16 years ago. Okay. So we, yeah, so she got married to him and then she sponsored all of us over. So when I came to Canada, I was about 10 years old, didn't really speak any English. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I guess I have to be here. Like there's no other choice. <laughs> right. So you say you've been here for what, 16 years, 15, 16 years? Yeah, about that. So you so what? Since 20, 2009. So you, 2009. So you what? Uh, you're 25 years I'm old? 14 years. I'm 28. 28 years. Wow, man. Yeah. 28 years old. Owning a company, $2 million company. Uh, so that's... It's, it's not normal to see a young cat like that owning a multi-million dollar company. Walk me through, how did you, uh, what is it like uh, coming here not knowing the language and, uh, you know, just leaving your country, leaving your hometown? And what was this transition like from Viet in Vietnam? Because I knew how... I can't know what was that like, but what what was it coming here? How 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 did you deal with the first few years? Walk me through that real quick. Well, I think I think we kind of messed up on the math there. So two thousand and nine, and I was it was more than <laughs> it was more than fifteen years. Yeah, give or take, right? right? But anyway, you <clears throat> you've yeah, been here so, about two decades. Let's let's just say two, two decades. decades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so how, like when I first came, so I was about, I was in grade six, so I didn't really speak any English. Uh, it was very tough trying to fit in, right? Because you don't really speak the language. Uh, there was a few people that really helped me when I first started, especially the teachers. Um, and a lot of friends was kind of speak a little bit of Vietnamese. So they were helping me with the homework. They were trying to, you know, try, trying to like get me out there and meet with a lot of people and yeah just just uh slowly slowly i start learning the language and you know just, just really vibe with the people that can help me grow into the person i am today right uh so <clears throat> so what's the so relate back to that so you came here you learned the language uh just got reassimilated into a new culture and uh what uh from from those experience what did you what what come out of that that helped you today in scaling your bathroom company what did you learn from 
moving abruptly, not abruptly, but moving into a different culture like that, having forced to learn the language, the culture, the skill, the basically everything that is foreign to you, right? And how did that experience help you in learning business, learning the trade, scaling the company, hiring people, teaching people? That's a very good question. So it's definitely overcoming uh, obstacles. There is a lot of obstacles that you have to overcome, especially learning a new language and um, meaning, like learning a new culture. Uh, so you can probably relate to to relate, relate that to your business, right? You're overcoming a lot of obstacles from dealing with clients, from dealing with bad employees, from uh, production, right? There's a lot of things that could go wrong with production. So you always got to overcome it with those obstacles and come up with solutions to to you know, meet the expectations with the marketplace. Yeah, right? so... Uh... <clears throat> So, I mean, I went to a similar journey, right? I came here when I, in 2008, uh, I was oh, not nice. in sixth grade, I was in ninth grade. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, there's no going back. You know what I mean? There's no, oh, you know, I'm going to go back to my hometown speak Vietnamese yeah. and uh, be, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I don't want to learn English anymore. I don't like these people. I don't like their food. I don't like the way they drive. I don't like the way they dress. <laughs> you can't just do that, right? Yeah. You have to, hey, there's only one way to go is forward. So if I don't learn the way they speak, I'm mute. I don't learn the way they hear listening. I'm deaf. I don't learn the way they drive. I don't have a leg. I can't move. For so sure. Really, all, all those were, I, at the point in time, it's what just, to me, it was survival. It's like, if you didn't yeah. learn this, you're never going to go anywhere in society. And, you know, uh, it, it's not, they're not going to change the whole language to Vietnamese for you. You know, exactly. Yeah. Cause, 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 cause there's not enough Vietnamese people. Now there's, it, there's maybe like, 20% of French people, like in Canada, then they might have a French-speaking town. That's okay. But yeah. there's not enough. So you kind of have to learn the way, right? So the For same sure. way, so the parallels in business, there's no going back. Yeah, really. you kind of burn the bridges, right? Yeah. So so there's no going back. It's most of the most time we, we get in construction, or entrepreneurship is because we don't want to work for anybody else. Yeah. You know, uh, because we are leader, visionary, and just like to chart our own course. So, so that's really cool, man. Uh, you know, uh, and I want the listener to understand that Nam speak like it nonchalantly like that, but it's not because I went through it. It was hard. It was yeah, tough. tough and and that experience probably shaped the way he made decision today am i correct yeah for sure it's yeah so yeah, <clears throat> so fast forward into high school college how what, what was that like for you man how how did you how did you find bathroom was it like a tray in the family was it your friend, or did you fell into it? Talk, talk me a little bit of how you ended up in uh, remodeling, especially bathroom. For sure. So, uh, I when I first studied college, I didn't really study construction. I first I went into um, health and fitness, so I was doing personal training. So I was doing that. When I went through school for two years for renovate uh, for health and fitness. So I was I was actually becoming a personal trainer, but then. When I got out of school and tried to get a job, it was really tough because they need all these certifications. And I did train a few clients and I got into, I got a job as a personal trainer, but I didn't find that it was really interesting for me. Like I, I was, wasn't having a good time training people. I, I, I just wasn't enjoying it. So I'm like, let me just try something else, try something new. So I decided to, to look on Indeed and find a job as a construction like labor. So I, I try, I did that for about a year and a half. So I did, um, 
basically like commercial framing, drywalling, yeah. and just anything kind of related to construction. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I find this very interesting. I get to work with tools. I get to meet with a lot of people that kind of very like-minded mm-hmm. the way I am. So with that, I have like, so it, I started looking into more like higher level of education in construction. So I, I, I found this program in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, they call it Home Renovation Technician at college, in college. So I went into that for two years, really fell in love with it. Um, and actually worked for, for the company that, um, one of the teacher owned. So he had, mm-hmm. he had a remodeling company. Yeah. So we, I, I did that for, for a few months. And I, I don't know, like it's the entrepreneur in me that couldn't work for someone else. Like I was, I was really wanting to get on my own and have my own thing. Um, so I decided to start my own business. And, um, at first we were doing everything like flooring, like roofing, framing, everything. And I just, I just know that if I just focus on one thing, I can get very good at it and I can really scale that to, uh, to a bigger business. Right. I'm, I'm sure you know, like you did, you do decks, right? So if you start framing a house, your, your crew might not be as efficient or, you know, as profitable if you just focus on building your deck. So, you know, that's why I find with bathroom, if we just focus on bathrooms, the guys can get very, get very good at, let's say tiling is like one of the main thing we do for, for bathrooms. So if we just focus on doing bathroom and they, they get to tile like, like, like we do like three, four bathroom a month, they can get very good at it very quickly. Right. So, oh. and you know, like, Sim- simple scales and then complex just like just very hard to scale that right right so yeah that's that's, so that's a, a lot story. that's a lot to unpack here uh i i wrote some of the notes down but uh the common theme that i heard you say since the beginning of our conversation is when you get to the united not united states forgive me canada canada, <laughs> canada not united states Brother from another bar. You, you probably have a lot of uh, American uh, contractor on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. North America. <laughs> I am sorry. Uh, but uh, you mentioned the common theme here is when you first get to Canada and when you first get into college, when you first get into construction, there was a mentor at every stage of your life to, to yeah. help you uh navigate the changes and uh the because learning is changing right you if you're learning yeah. something you're changing yourself you're changing your set of belief you're changing the set of behavior so that was a mentor for you in the beginning of uh, your canadian life there was a mentor for you somewhat because you'd say you went to school uh, yeah. for for health and fitness and then you 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 pivoted to uh construction and then you went to another school you had a mentor that had somewhat of a program that teaches you talk to me about uh how important that was for you to have some sort of guidance oh vital it's like it's it's like the most important thing to have in anything you want to be good at you you got to have somebody already walk the walk to show you all the step right along the way right because you don't want to go and just kind of fail in every single situation why would you want to go through that when you have somebody that has already been through what you've been through and already succeed at what you wanted right or, like or kind of already what you have so i mean like without a mentor it's it's impossible to, for you to scale or to run a successful business you're gonna fail and fail and fail again right it's it's, ne- it's a never-ending story it's it's you know how it is right it's so uh it's just impossible so uh is the mentor is good because they already make the mistake you know uh, yeah. i heard i heard a quote from this uh uh you know uh dumb people and this is the quote dumb people learn from their own mistake and make them again smart people 
learn from their own mistake and don't make them again. Wise people learn from other mistakes and don't make them again. So at every single stage of our life, uh, we probably have done one, two, or three categories. But like when you were young, you you make your own mistake and you don't learn from it. That's young and dumb, right? It's just that's For okay. Sure. And then when you go a little older, you make your own mistake and you're like, oh, you know what? Remember that first time when you get burned? Yeah. You know, you ain't doing that shit again. You ain't putting your hands on the hot <laughs> stove again. You ain't, you know, playing with fire again. You know, so so then you learn from your mistake. But really, when you get to the entrepreneur stage, your mistake could be fatal. Your, your sure. mistake, you, you cannot, sometimes you can't recover from a wrong strategy. Sometimes you can't recover from a wrong mistake. Sometimes you just can't recover from a non-payment, right? And, uh, and having, uh, some sort of guidance is, uh, to me, I think I will always be, uh, I will always be an advocate for mentor and coaches and, uh, mastermind and things like that because, uh, you know, you get a lot of mind working together towards something bigger and, uh, and, you know, college costs money. It ain't free, you know, yeah, for sure. uh, and then sometimes you don't even learn what you need to learn. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, how did you go from, okay, working with somebody? You know, you were doing health and fitness, uh, health and fitness to be a personal trainer, going to working for somebody and starting your own business. So how was, uh, what was the first year like, man, starting your own business? Was it everything you thought it was going to be or did you get your ass kicked? <laughs> Not nothing. It's how you imagine how it's supposed to be, man. It's always tough. Right. Like when I first, uh, started, I was, I was really good with my hands. So I, I thought like if I know everything, um, like hand, like hand wise, like I know how to tile, I know how to drywall. I thought that was it. Like if, if I know how to do it myself, like I could run a successful business. But once you're in it, you're like, Oh crap. There's like almost all the other factors that are involved. You gotta get clients. You gotta keep them happy. You gotta produce amazing work. Right. And then it gets to the point where. You can't do everything yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta have people helping you doing the work, right? Like when I first started, I had a helper. So that's really like, then you gotta start training your helper. They don't know what to do. You gotta start training them. And then it just, it's just very tough, man. The first year, like I was just, I was just, uh, trying to navigate the business, trying to navigate, right? It's, and then, like you said, like you, you need a mentor to kind of tell you all those mixed mistakes that you had, that you, that you could improve upon. You know that sometimes you don't know that you're making mistakes. So you need somebody to tell you what mistakes you're making and how to improve on it. So that's, sorry. Yeah. How was that like for you when you first started? Oh yeah, man. Uh, when I, <laughs> when I first started, man, uh, it was, uh, it was crazy. It's crazy because, uh, I think a blessing for me was, uh, I broke my leg the first, oh, uh, really? the first month after starting the business, you know, like when you, uh, uh, the first month, man, it was just all adrenaline, right? It's just yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so pumped. I got this business. So it's just working yourself to death, right? Yeah. You, you wake up early and you're trying to do all this uh, proposal. You go out there and you're actually doing the work, answering phone call. You work until eight. You know, you, you're just putting 12, 14 hour days and uh, that's not sustainable. Um, you know, you broke your leg. During that yeah. process, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, so a month in, I was building a stair, and uh, you know, it's getting late. You know, I just want to wrap it up. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, I don't want to come back the next day. I just want to wrap it up at least to the to a good stopping point that we can leave. And then, uh, 
is uh, my leg, uh, I fell and my leg got caught funny underneath the stair and a snap in the uh, back. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. But now looking back, it's a blessing in disguise because uh, I was I was forced. I was forced again. There's no way back, right? So I was forced to look for people that complete the work that I had already had out there to still not making money, just keep keep the business just above the water, just surviving, just surviving, <laughs> right, right. But that taught me a, a lot of lesson. It's like you know what? I can't do everything by myself. I yeah. need to bring. I need to yeah, bring in people to help me with production. And, uh, you know, bring in, uh, coaches to help me chart the course more correctly. So yeah. I had, uh, I had mentor and coaches, uh, very early stage of my business, man. Like I, uh, I knew since I has already worked somewhat in the corporate world. So I knew what it takes to have a business, which is get the business. That's it. That's most people think doing the business is the most important part, but it's not doing the business. It's just you have to get the business first. And exactly. those are the most uh most important piece that sometimes when people come up from the trace work that they don't they don't realize that they think that, hey, I'm a good plumber. I can do this task in under an hour. You know, I'm gonna go out there and make a whole 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 bunch of money. But they don't yeah. realize that that's just one fit of the equation, right? Oh, you can do good work, but what if you don't collect? Yeah, you got to collect right. your payment. Right. What if you do good work, but you can't get new work? Yeah. Right. So so that's coming now. The whole world just got to open up for, wow, now I got to go learn how to market, how to sales, how to recruit, how to, get, how to have system processes, CRM. All this type of shit that uh, that's gonna make the business run. Yeah. We don't know how to do any of it, so that's why coach, sure. coaches can help you both things on. You know, because you can't just pack everything all at once and expect you know the business to run right. So, uh, so that that was my journey. Is uh, I asked for help, man, uh, and uh, and uh, and I got good help, and uh, just. Uh, just by fate that I met, uh, one of my mentors here is the Brian and, uh, he's, yeah. he's been in the industry for a long time. So I was able to take his knowledge <clears throat> and apply it to my business. And I hire a bunch of more coaches just so I can have, uh, you know, a different view, different perspective on how to do things. And, uh, and, uh, and that had been uh, a game changer for me now. For sure. You know, for the listener, coaches can cost you a lot of money if you don't do shit. Exactly. Right? That's just the information. It can be a big expense. Yeah. Information, it's just information, right? You got to make that information a reality, right? Uh, so, uh, so that's, that, that's my, uh, my journey, man. Uh, and, uh, how I own, yeah, I man, I totally agree with with what everything you said there. Um, a lot of people are afraid to spend the money, right? But it's you're not spending the money to just to spend the money. Like you're there to run a successful business, and without the coaches, you don't really. You're just going into a hole. Like you're just digging yourself a hole. You don't really know the journey. You don't know where what's what's out there. What's uh, you know, what's possible, right? You know, I think one of the hardest thing for, uh, you know, new construction business owner to, uh, to realize is, uh, they need time, right? They need time to mm -hmm. just slow down and plan the business, right? And you don't have time if you busy working. For it. Yeah. You know, you, you're busy working and then, but if you're not working, you don't bring in the money. <laughs> it supports the business. That's why, you know, that's why a lot of people are sub subcontractor because they don't want to deal with all the bullshit. They want to show up, do the work, be done, you know, unless the GC yeah. handle all the bullshit. So 
So what is the bullshit, right? The bullshit is marketing, sales, uh, recruiting, payment, CRM, uh, building a culture, uh, client experience. Uh, there's all this stuff that play into having a sustained, sustainable business, right? So talk to me yeah. about how how it is for you right now. Is it easier for you right now to operate since you kind of dialed in already? You already have your services. You already you already have somewhat of a process. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Somewhat of a process. So how is it for you right now? Walk me through a, a, a NAM day, a, a perfect day for NAM as CEO. <laughs> it's never a perfect day. You know how construction is. <laughs> it's never yeah. perfect, but we're always trying to improve it every day. So usually for me, like I have three different crews running on the job site. So we always try to to keep them busy. So we have different uh, SOPs for them every single day. They can fall that they can follow. Um, so the main thing that I was really happy about uh, last year was that I was I got all the the tools. So I I I don't be on, I don't have to be on the on the tools anymore. I had my guys, my production team handle all that. So I was able to focus more on sales marketing. Like you said. Uh, and really having a successful behind the scene, um, team that can operate and then have the production team just kind of really focus on, on giving the clients the best products and experience. Um, so that's, that's what I'm mainly focusing on now is sales and marketing and, um, to have, um, Eddie, like we both work with Eddie, right? So Eddie is like the one really working on the website and, we have, um, we make us have a strong presence online, which kind of attract a lot of people, uh, like new like new leads to like go to our website, go to our Google reviews and really kind of pre-sold a lot of the clients for us. So once the leads come in, we just kind of follow the, our process, our sales process. So, we'll, so we, we talk to them on the phone, pre-qualify them. And then we set up an appointment. We go into the house and, it's really easy to go into people's houses when the lead is already pre-sold. They, they already know who you are. They already know what kind of work you've done. So just really getting out of the field was, was kind of uh, the move that really scale off our business. Right? I know a lot of people get stuck in, in, in the field because like you said, you, they just think, oh, you got to produce, produce, produce. But then one day they run out of jobs and they're, they're home. They don't have anything to do, and it's it's all come down to, <clears throat> comes down to like you said, like having a different people wearing different hats in your business, so you can really delegate delegate a lot of stuff to your people, and right. just really focus on what you're really good at. Yeah. So uh, one of the best thing that I uh, I realized throughout my entrepreneurship journey is uh, roles and responsibility and uh, what I call an org chart or, or organizational chart. Yeah. So I don't, I only talk to one guy in production, which is uh, my partner. He's a production manager. And me and him have a two, three minute conversation in the morning. And then yeah. that's it. So then what it does is allow me to have time to take care of the clients, right? Uh, the client experience. The, the front end and the back end, what you do before the job sold and what you do after the job is complete. Is there a process after that to rehash, retarget these, these people for more referrals or just to be good, good people in general, right? What, what do you do for them after the sales, right? Uh, so we, I focus a lot of my time on that. And, uh, just the mat, the fact that, um, you are able to get out of the field in such a short time is a testament to your will to, to learn, right? Because it's, it's hard, man. Like some of these, some of these cats that I talk to five years, 10 years, 15 years in the game, and they still holding material. They still, they still doing all this stuff that is, you know, since our podcast team is get business, do business and get paid. It really doesn't pay the business, right? Yeah. The, the, the production is, doesn't really add any more revenue to the business. 
And to me, as an owner of the company or any company, your your whole responsibility is to create opportunities. And sure. and whether you call that leads or relationship or whatever, your job is to create opportunity. Yeah, you know, I totally uh, agree. yeah, opportunity. And uh, it seems like that. Uh, you know, you found a good marketing partner that uh, can take your vision and put it on there. And and I think a lot of time we give uh, we give our marketing uh, partner a lot of power, but we don't give ourselves enough credit because at the end of the day, you can't market a shit product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to have a good product first, right? So uh, so I think. Uh, I think you know you guys built something amazing over the years, and three crew bath bathroom is tough, man. I did yeah, my own bathroom, <laughs> and it's it's it was done over a year, you know. Well, it's quick. <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, but uh, when you talk about bathroom, there's a lot of pain there to uncover with a homeowner, right? You know, because yeah. because uh, I don't want to go in and look at a shitty bathroom. For sure. I want to go, I want to go in my house, look at a shitty bathroom. So, it's some it's somewhere that they're they start the day with and end the day with in the bathroom. People are always like, oh, I don't want to spend a lot of money because I'm not gonna sleep in it, but you clearly haven't seen a bad job done in a bathroom before. Like you you would hate yourself yeah. if you if it was done wrong or like the tile's off and all that. Um yeah, it's 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 a tough job. Like I would love to build a deck, but I don't have that much experience in building a deck. But right, so like so, I've always been like an indoor guy. So that so that's that's good, man. Because we not everybody can do everything, right? So that's yeah. a market for everybody. That's a niche for everybody. And uh, I would highly encourage the listener to uh, to figure out what you're really good at. Right in construction, yeah. You, sure. you, the the do everything kind of guy is 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 more out of a couple of things, right? It more uh, is uh, it is because first, if you do everything, then the mindset is I will never run out of job to do, right? That's, that's the mindset, yeah. That's the mindset. That's called a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. You worry that if you niche down to 1800 different things now the one then you're not gonna get you afraid of missing out of this revenue right here missing out this revenue right here missing out that revenue right there uh and then the second thing is ego right well i can do it well that looks simple i'll figure it out you know and i think most of us started out our uh our entrepreneurship that way you will see you know, new company pop up is be like bathroom and more, roofing and yeah. more, kitchen and more. You know, the the more is 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 communicate. If I was a buyer, right, I look at and more. I'm like, what do you mean and more? What else do you do? And then what happened is you do a bathroom for a client, and they ask you if you can take care of everything in their house, and you, you turn around and you will at the client house for two months. And then and then you did the bathroom good, but everything else turned into a shit show. <laughs> and, and now you uh you turn a great client into a piss off client because honestly, you shouldn't have taken the other job because you didn't know how to stage exactly. You might know how to do it, but you didn't know how to build it, how to stage it, how to do it efficiently than some experts. So I'm a very big proponent in uh, niching down because the opportunity cost of doing something that you're not good at is so huge because in a time that figuring out how to do a deck, you could do three bathrooms already yeah. and make money. And then, and then if you do something new that exciting that you don't know about, you might lose money on it. Right, yeah. right. So, uh, so, but in business, how it works is you niche down and then, you know, 
from that you become an expert and then you let me ask you a question do you go to yeah. uh you go to your family doctor for broken bone no man like like, like that's a good like question like you wouldn't you go to a specialist yeah so it's... they you know what they you go to family doctor you know what they say hey call 911 first of all and second of all if it's not an emergency i'll write you a referral yeah to a specialist, to a specialist. right so uh so then having niching down doing one thing is is alone is a uh the name alone is an authority uh yeah, it's, it's a sure. communications tool and an authority tool already your name is ace bad okay if i look at your company i'm like man this guy do good bad yeah you know the name communicates it so but if 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 your name was uh din construction but you do bathroom <laughs> like you you missing you missing a really big opportunity to make an impression to the crier sure. right so it's it's definitely scary at first because you, you like to get out of the field you gotta trust your guys so you gotta hire the right people that can kind of handle the work and continue to learn and improve Right, so it's a lot of things that that comes into um, to niching down, right? They like and get all the feel. It's it's not just oh, you give the guy the tool and give him the job and tell him to do it, and he would get done exactly the way you want. It's it's a lot of training, a lot of trust, a lot of a lot of uh, willpower to get out of the field and really focus on training the team. And not doing the work is very scary if, if you're really good on the tools yourself. And it's, it's definitely a, a, a risk that you have to take, but it's a very rewarding risk if you're, you're able to, to do that, to, to, to have a team that can function without you on the field. So I think, I think I, I made a decision to stop checking on job. Uh, I think. In the summer last year, was it hard? No, it wasn't hard. It wasn't <laughs> hard because you know my team is better than me. Yeah. You know they're they're expert. They're more for sure. They have more experience than me, and I have to empower them to make the correct decision uh, to uh, to make the client happy. So uh, so our our mantra is simple. Just just make sure the client is happy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, uh, and if you can have a good relationship with a client, even if you make a mistake, is, uh, most mistakes are reversible. You are more yeah. likely to win them back if you have been acting, you know, nice. Yeah. Force them in a authentic way. Right. So it's, was it hard? No, uh, no, it wasn't hard for me. But what was hard was, you know, monitoring people, uh, checking on each job to make sure the quality didn't just go shit. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so almost, uh, removed myself from being a doer to being a, a director, a manager. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that was, uh, that was hard. And then you mentioned something about hiring good people. I think that's so important, man. Yeah, it's definitely very important. You know, like you, uh, I'm sure you fire people before, right? You let people go. Yeah. Before. Yeah, okay. yeah. So compare, let me ask you a question from your A player, top A player to a B or C player that you let go. How much does an A player do for you in terms of production compared to this B player over here? Oh, 10, like for sure, like a lot more than a C player. Like, like the goal for your business is to have all A players because they, they will do exponentially more work. And especially if you have a team of an A player, they don't want to work with a C player because the C player would tend to drag the A players down. 
And that's the culture that you don't want to have in your company, right? It's, it's, it's very tough to run a business that way. But then so, it's, it's, you got to have a good trading system too, right? To, to get sometimes a player, the player comes in and not going to be an A player right away. It might be a B player, but you got to get them. You got to have processes to get them to, to the A player level. Right. I think that's very important as well, right? Right. So, uh, so do you, uh, you hire on skill or on, uh, attribute? Um, actually, you mean like soft skills, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, like core value, uh, alignment, you know, with the culture or, or a little bit of both. It's, uh, it, it's, there's no wrong answer, by the way. So I'll, I'll say a little bit of both, but I focus, I am uh, focusing more on soft, uh, value. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that's it's kind of it's trainable, but it's tough for the train. If a guy comes in and kind of have the integrity in place, they they will they will do what they're supposed to do, or what what they tell you they're they're supposed to do. They come on time, and all those things are more important than the actual skills in the trade, because skills in the trade you can train them, and then with practice they're gonna get very good at it. And uh, but those soft skills are gonna be very tough to train. So I'm aiming more towards uh like attributes right right and uh <clears throat> and i think that uh you know for me is uh it's a little bit of both uh on uh depending right depending on yeah. uh if like if i don't for example i'll give you an example if i don't know how to do a website then i need skill and cool value and attribute because they can come in and completely take that task off my hand and be like, boom. Oh yeah. Here, sure. Here's a good website. Here's a good ad. Here's a good SEO. Right. But for like laborer, yeah, I don't yeah. need, we don't need skill. We just need them to be a good human being. We can train them and, uh, you know, have a path for them. For, uh, for sales guy, we need a little skill, but we don't need a whole bunch of skill. We just need, yeah, we just need them to match our, uh, our culture. Uh, I and, agree with uh, that. and, but anything high level and like production manager, uh, project manager, um, anything that had, uh, had to do with a little bit of, uh, technical Here related. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, technical. I want them to have a little bit of skill. Uh, I yeah. at least know how to do the job, right? So, um, so tell me about your plan for the future, man. What what does it look like for Nam and Ace Bat in uh, five years? In five years, wow, that's 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 a long, uh, like planning to do. But right now, we we're we're obviously gonna grow a company. Um, but in five years, we're hoping to do at least $10 million in revenue and have a very, have a bigger, uh, net profit. Uh, because like you said, revenue is insane, like sanity, right? You don't want to have a big revenue and then a tiny, tiny profit. So we're trying to, to, to have a very strong production team, strong, uh, sales team. I kind of, refine all those um all those teams to make them very efficient at doing what they do and uh, and really grow a company strongly right it's it's the the worst thing you want to do is grow too fast and just lose everything behind the scene right <laughs> so yeah. definitely want to yeah have a strong company like that and what about you man personally what's your goal Oh, personally, I, I definitely want to invest into more real estate. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I, I feel like that's the true path to wealth. Like, um, mm. yeah, big wealth. Yeah. How, uh, you ever think about selling a business down the road? Selling? Yeah. I have a, I have a thing for that, but I, I, I want to, to have a very successful business that makes a, a good profit so if anybody that i sell to it's it's both i'm thinking of either selling the the company or or our um, franchise it yeah maybe we have a maybe we have an ace bath where you are 
Hey man, that, <laughs> it's it's a it's a good it's a great name. I hope you get that per uh, patent or you know file patent yeah. on it. That's that's a great name actually. Uh, but uh, I was gonna ask you this question. So five years. So are you uh, are you thinking about? you know, expanding territory at all, or you just kind of want to stay in the same, same lane doing bad, or you, are you going to add serve more service later, or you're going to keep it bathroom only and try to expand the area of influence? For sure. It's, it's a, it's a good, uh, good question. Uh, right now we, <clears throat> we mainly focus on bathroom, but we also do kitchens as well. So I think with just those two trade, like, uh, trade itself you can probably scale to if you if you're if you just have two and you can scale very very far there's no reason to really add more to it you're just mm-hmm. sometimes you're just adding more stress to yourself right it's, it's so so kitchen and bath is complementary to each other right yeah and and the nice thing about you know and this is why i like niching down because yeah. Niche down, get you in the door, get you the client contact, get you know, like, and trust, and you're in the neighborhood. You already done the job for them. And later on, if you want to add, uh, you say know, me, say yeah. me, if I want to add concrete and really, really want to blow that division out of water, then I would market to the people that I have already done the deck for. Hey, just uh, just so you know, we are, you know, offering concrete at a necessity to our business because uh, we see, you know, there's a big missing piece and communication issue right here. You know, whatever, just come up with a pitch, pitch it to your own client. I guarantee you, you you get a kick start to the second division. I agree. Of the, of the business, right? Same thing when you add kitchen. You just go back to your bathroom people and retarget them and sell them the kitchen, right? Chances yeah. are they're gonna go with you. Yeah. You know why? Because they already seen you already did their bathroom. I mean, you know, like I'm already doing their deck, you know. So the, the 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 intangible is there. The no like and trust factors are there. The 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 basically the relational yeah, the ship is already there. Yeah, yeah, relational equity is there, right? So, uh, so that's a lot of opportunity. And, uh, if anybody is listening, uh, that you're offering two or three service and you don't categorize them and you don't pitch, uh, and you don't have a rehash system to go back, ask you, ask the people that get your, that had, that got the bathroom done with you and you offer kitchen and you don't reach out to them and pitch them kitchen, you're missing a lot of money. For sure. On a lot of money. And, and the same thing with exterior people. If you do siding and gutter and decks, then you need to go back and figure out all your siding, pitch them a deck, get, get all your deck people, pitch them siding and pitch all of them gutter, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the money, I, w- I always say the money is made in the back end. So when you spend the money, get the ad, get the lead come in, right? The lead come in, you sell them a job. Okay. Now that lead, most people, you know what they do? They collect the check. They forget that they people even exist. And they even even sign the contract, right? Yeah. Even sign the contract, you know, uh, there's no email, no top of my gift, no handwritten letter. Thank you. No, nothing. That yeah, for sure. Good. It's. There's definitely a lot of work behind, like behind the scene, right? Like, but you really have like the first thing we'll do is really focus on your production, get all the feel first. Then you can really focus and get good at all that stuff that you're talking about, right? It's yeah. definitely, yeah, it's definitely something that it's it's a game changer if you can if you're able to do that for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, if you would have, you know, so your story is amazing because like. You know, I, I'm always intrigued by the motivational factor. What's, what's really motivate you to, to do more, man? Like what's to do more? Uh, 
unpack for me a little bit there. What what motivates you? What's your why? Why 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 push? Why 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 not just chill, relax? You know why why <laughs> why push in an unknown? Why? It's it's a lot. It's a lot to. It's mainly it's because of I'll say family. Maybe you agree. You would agree on that. Like your family would be something that really motivates you to keep going and just trying to reach for new levels because at the end of the day like everything you're doing it's kind of ties back to your why like you said right it's it's why you're doing this like why i'm just chill and and just get a job right but it's it's more than just this at the end of the day like you're you like for me i'm always trying to improve trying to to get better trying to it's it's i it's like a game it's you just you just keep going you just keep going i just can't never stop it's it's i think it's in all it's all in the mindset as well but my main why would be like for my family for my employees for my for my clients like always trying to to think of other people to think of yeah how i can yeah let me tie this uh back uh, back for you real quick here and maybe it'll give you a little bit more motivation would you think that you have this opportunity if you were still in vietnam i don't know probably not right right yeah you know let's just let's just be real be honest we would not have that opportunity if we were still in vietnam no yeah. way no way that somebody in Vietnam gonna pay thirty thousand dollars for for a bathroom or forty thousand dollars for a deck. You know, uh, North America, well, U.S. and Canada is a land of opportunity, right? So, so I always think that, you know, if I can do more, why not do more? Yeah, you know, if I can be more, why not be more? You know, and uh, it's 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 the fact that. Um, that the more you do, the more people you impact, the more yeah. employees you can impact, the more family you can impact, and maybe even someday you can get back. You can have a bath system, that's mm-hmm. amazing system that you can teach all the bathroom remodeler how yeah, to impact their community, you know, their own world. So it's to me, it's, it's right now. And as you say, it's the game, right? Yes, the game. How how can I master this game? But this game had no. I'm not saying no, it ending. no, no rule, but it's had no ending. It's yeah. a progress. It's something we always strive for. And and you mentioned about family. Family always motivate me more than myself. Yeah, because I have everything already. I already got everything. But it's family. It's giving. It's other people. It's it's everything. That uh, that uh, go into this, you know, and yeah. uh, and co- business coaches, man, they don't make they don't make any money. Sorry, business coaches, <laughs> but, but Sorry, they <laughs> they don't make any money. Just think about it. Will you pay them what three grand a month? Yeah, that's thirty six thousand a year. But sometimes the work that they do is like running a whole damn company for you. Like it's like fractional CEO. Because yeah. most people have no clue, right? So we yeah. we gotta give those people a little bit more credit than they they deserve. And most of the time, when business coaches don't work out, you know what it is? People just don't do shit. They don't. Yeah, they don't do their work themselves, and they blame yeah, on other you people. You know, you know, we can't because if I go in there and you want me to do the shit for you, I want your company. I want eighty percent of your company. You ready to give up eighty percent of your company? No, then get the shit. <laughs> Get the shit that you need to do done, right? Yeah. Get, you know, and uh, and and business is as complex as myself. It's not. It there's a set of problem that you need to solve, and if you don't solve any of them, you're gonna be broke. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like building so, a deck. You're building a deck. It's the same thing as building a business. There's always these different factors that are are involved right. in it. Right. And then, uh, when, when people, uh, when people tell me, I had people tell me, well, you know, I don't know, Lauren, it's too expensive to invest. That. Well, it's too expensive to not invest that money. 
<laughs> right? Because the cost of ignorance is great. Right? You're only making a hundred grand right now. And yeah. this the business coach can get you to five hundred grand, but the cost is thirty six thousand a year. So you're trying to save thirty six thousand, but you're giving up the an opportunity to make five hundred thousand. I would take the opportunity all day long. You know, most of people course. they 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 can't think of that of over the hump like that because uh, they think, well, you know, what if it doesn't work out? Well. Now, that's where fate come in. You have to have faith in your ability to execute. Because business is the same information, right? Yeah. How do you get business? How do you do business? How do you get paid? There's only three pillars. How do you get business? How do you do business? How do you get paid? If you can get business for a lot of money, do it for the least amount of money, then you end it up and you can get paid fast. You end up with a fat profit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That that that's is literally it, and then uh, and then there's uh, and then you can break it down to processes, this and that, blah 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 blah. But there's a lot. <laughs> that, that that's a lot. But if you can, you know, simplify it to get business, do business and get paid, then it's yeah. easier to conceptualize to people, right? Uh, but hey, man, uh, if there is one advice that you can give a person who is right now is struggling to push through. Maybe they had a bad 2023. Maybe inflation did hit them uh, a little bit hard. Maybe maybe the rising price in material that they didn't account for. Or maybe they just sick and sick of sick and tired being sick and tired. What is your advice for those those folks right now? Going into 2024, what is one advice you can give them? One advice I would say is to get help. Get help from somebody that already been through what you've been through. And um, we have um, a, a trust in the process. So if you, if you hire a coach or hire um have a program that you're going into have trust that they can they are able to help you have trust on the on the on the work that they're giving you to to work on and just kind of have trust on the coach that they will be able to help you reach where you want to go and um yeah like it's 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 definitely a long long uh long game but it's going to be worth it at the end if you know all the pieces that you're supposed to, to to work on and finding a coach and mentor can really solve that problem for you. Right. Right. And um and that that's great, man. Um let me see. If there's one thing I can add to that is uh have do the work, right? The work yeah. need, the work needs doing. You know, uh, hi, hiring a hiring a coach is not going to solve your laziness. Hiring a marketing agency is not going to solve your sales problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Hiring hiring a production manager is not going to solve your uh, production production, uh, production problem. Uh, yeah, but is is somewhere in there the work needs to be done. Right. Yeah, we can all sure. build this roadmap, this plan, this budget, all that. There's people out there that can do it for you, but the work needs to get done. And, yeah, sometimes and trust it, the work. It's going to, yeah. it's going to work out. Yeah. I, uh, and, uh, let's expand a little bit on that. When, uh, when I was first getting to the coaching game, I'm like, yeah, no fucking way, man. I can charge that much money. And no yeah. fucking way that people is just gonna give me that money. Oh, oh this is this this you know, how 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 can you make people pay this much up front? Right? That's all this little nuance and little it's precision. All the mindset. Yep. So uh so then then like the one call closed, right? There ain't no yeah. way that somebody's gonna give me sixty, seventy thousand in one meeting. Yeah. And then and then another thing is, if you can go to any live event, not because of the content, just to get around a like-minded individual, I think that that's what helped me the most in 
And uh, if you are one or two million dollar guy, find a conference that have twenty million dollar guys, fifty million dollar guy, a hundred million dollar guy there. Because what it does for me is, I get around these these guys, I eat dinner with them, and I'm like, you know what? These motherfuckers are normal people. They're nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's not that they're nothing. I respect <laughs> their kidding. game, but. Yeah. If they can do it, why can't I? You yeah. know, that they talk normal. They're, they're not that much smarter than me. Maybe they is a little bit, but what they have is they have time. They have exposure yeah. and they're around a group of people that, that is doing that. So you can copy their action. Hey, what would a $20 million guy do for not being yeah. a field for once? You know, what would a $50 million guy do, well, not run his business for once. You know, so that's all this level that, yeah, for sure. that, that you have to break mentally in your head, right? Um, what else, man? What else you want to talk about? What else? I guess I'll ask you this. Like, what's your, uh, what's your plan for 2024? 2024, I have plans to do $8 million. Yeah. Eight million. Yeah. And uh, I heard that um, you're going to be in Vietnam for a few weeks and then yeah. you're going to be back. So how yep. many uh, how many people you think that you're going to need um, to bring on to, to hit that goal? Uh, I think three, four sales guy. And then three, I already have, sales guy. Yeah, I already have the production team. Uh because right now I'm doing all the sales, right? I fired a couple of sales guys this year, but realistically, I don't want to do that much sales. So if each one of the sales guys sell about one and a half, two million dollars, we'll, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, production wise, I already get the crew set up. So really, when I think about scaling, the, 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 the first thing I don't think about sales, sales easy. Yeah. You think about production. Can we produce a period? Yeah. So, so last year we planned for five. So I planned for production for five. We do, we miss it by a hundred thousand, but that, that's not a big deal. Uh, but, uh, if you want to do eight, then well, a million dollars each crew, we need eight crew, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, so how many people? I don't know. To, I, I don't <laughs> know, man. Uh, it's, you got to uh, produce the jobs, right? Yeah, just because we use uh we use a sub model, so yeah. so it's a uh, it's a uh, I only talk to like I say the communication is me to production manager, production yeah. manager to sub, you know we manage the uh, insurance liability workman comp and anything like that, but really I it's pretty hands off for us. No, I like that, man. Like, yeah, I've, I, I've known you since you started the company, kind of a little bit after, and, and I'm really impressed with what you've done, uh, in such a short period of time, right? You've you've been able to scale year after year, and um, it's it's really eyes opening for a lot of people. It's a lot, of, like you said, a lot of people have been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years, and they they weren't able to get out the field, right? It's, and you were able to do that within a few short years, and and are able to scale it to like eight million dollars next year. So that's that's definitely a dreamland. A lot, of, not a lot of people can do that. So, like all the listeners, like are listening right now, it's it's if Luan can do it, he can show you how to do it as well. So I'm I'm really impressed with what you've done, and I'm sure you can help a lot more people with with your knowledge and uh, and, and skills. And this is why I started the podcast, man. I uh, I don't want any money from like the money is nice. The money to me, it's just verify. Yeah, the money is just verify that you you are serious about this because free information is worth nothing, man. Yeah, for sure. Because there's no there's no skin in the game for people. But now, if I pay a coach, a fitness coach, for example, you say you did fitness, right? If yeah. I go to Planet Fitness and pay 10 bucks a month, chances are I'm not going to go. Yeah. Right. But if I pay a wellness and fitness coach a thousand dollars a week, a, day. a week, right? You <laughs> yeah. bet your ass I'll be at the gym 
every day. I'll get I'll get shredded, right? Right. So, so the, the the same thing applies to coaching, right? If you pay, if you uh, the, the the act of paying, it's just to prove to yourself that you're worth it, that you sure. are worth it. Because because once you get to a certain level, man, nobody gonna meet with you for free. You know, like my yeah. time is worth over a thousand dollars an hour now. Why would I meet with you for free? Why would I sit down and have coffee with you? It is, I'm not being a dick, but but it's no, it's, it's true. It's it's, 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 it's it's just the way high performing people uh, is uh because if I sit down and I just want to have a good time, I don't want to talk about business. Yeah. Right, right. But if you want to talk about business, I can charge you coaching fee and we can talk about business. But at the end of the day, that's what people get tripped up is like, it's not that the high, the, the, the oldest successful people don't want to help, but they, they have started out helping people for free. And then there's no appreciation for it. Right. There's so not for sure. So, so then they start charging for their time. So the right people, they can coach the right people. Right. So they can coach the right people, the right person, the right, the, like, like with you, for example, you, you already know that you, you're going to have to pay to get to the next level. And yeah, I think, of course. I think that's, that's where a lot of people get tripped up. It's like, wow, it's cost 3000. I'm like, right now <laughs> I, I pay, I pay at least 10 grand a month in coaches, mentor and just, services that help me in a different part of the business you know uh yeah you know maybe maybe i have a business code maybe i have another business code to have a a distillation of ideas that uh and basically that they just keep your ass in check and the accountability is big yeah it's key for sure right all right, man. Hey, it's a great conversation. Uh, it's ran over the time, but uh, this is a good episode. Uh, you know, of, uh, we've come from the same country, you know, get over here and we are able to have some sort of success. And, yeah. uh, it's just, uh, it showed the listener that, uh, if we can do it, anybody can do it. We don't even speak the damn language. Like sometimes yeah, man, I, I know, <laughs> sometimes I don't even know what is. I'm sorry, Mr. Client. I don't even know the fucking word for this. <laughs> you just oh, start, start oh. swearing. Uh, oh, the bracket, bracket. Oh, <laughs> you know, the picture frame, you know, like all, all that stuff is like we have. So I think that's why our mind kind of process information a little quicker because yeah. there's a new, new neurological pathway is, is forced when you are forced to learn a new language. Yeah. No. So well, maybe uh, that's why you got married to a to a, to an American girl, right? Uh, I mean, she helped. I, I, she helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, this part, this part is, you know, because love, man, love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Merry uh, Christmas. Thank you. Merry man. Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. Let's keep in touch and uh, God bless you, man. Yeah.